Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. Wonderful to see you here in the household of the Lord on such a blessed day. It's a, a day that's blessed and a day that's that's hot. Hello, somebody. I think my dashboard read 113 when I was coming over here. So it's hot, but we praise the Lord for this cool air condition. Grandmama Nim and those before her, they, they, they would just be able to open up the windows and, and use those fans. Hello, somebody. So we are, we are blessed, uh, better than blessed. Amen. We're glad that you're here tonight. We are starting a new series tonight and this first day of the month of August and we're going to be talking about all month, make him known through strength. Make him known through strength. That's one of the, the ways that you can really, God has us to testify, is that we, we go through so much in this life that people around us will see us and, and wonder, how is it? That, that, that you're making it through. And your life can be a great testimony and a great witness because you depend upon God for your strength. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, or neighbor. Depend, on God depend on God for your strength. And it's a wonderful, wonderful testimony. And we're going to do a vast study of course, when we're talking about strength, we, we have to know that my Redeemer lives. Uh, Job taught us as he went through his time. And we're going to see that, that we love the Lord because God is our strength. And we're, pr- we're trying to get you from unstuck to moving beyond from hopelessness to joy. Because the Lord is my strength. Amen. Amen. We're going to be standing on Exodus chapter 15 verse 2 all month. Which reads, the Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will praise him my father's God, and I will exalt him. And from that very same text, we're going to talk about a lesson tonight. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my strength. Let's read this text out loud together at the same time tonight. Exodus chapter 15, verse 2. Exodus chapter 15, verse 2. 
let's read it out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord in a lesson tonight entitled, The Lord is My Strength. The Lord is My Strength. We're going to see tonight and hopefully throughout this whole month, we're going to see that the Lord is my strength. Not only that, we're going to see that the Lord is my security. And not only that, we're going to see that the Lord is my salvation. We want Christians to know this whole month that Christians should depend on God for strength. Christians should depend upon God for strength. For strength. Yesterday was one of the hottest days of the year as well. And I became very concerned because we, we were having, at the beginning of the day, uh, a power surge. There was some parts of the house that had power and other parts of the house that didn't have power. And I know that it was supposed to be one of the hottest days of the year and I wanted to make sure that we had full power. Uh, so I had my wife to call the electric company and... Uh, we praise the Lord that seems like that uh, she called and they were there, it seems like to me, in the next 10 minutes. And we discovered that a tree limb had, 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 had caused the electricity to be surging. Hello, somebody. But I was thinking that it was just too hot to not be going off of full power. Hello, somebody. I couldn't help but think that that's how some of the members of Bethlehem Baptist Church, uh, it's, it, it's, the devil has made it too hot for you. He has, and he has short-circuited them. It short-circuited you to where you're not getting your full power or your full strength. I couldn't help but think that that's what God wants us to do is when the devil turns the heat up, we must be at full power. Hello, somebody, or at full strength. We got to know how to call the electric company or the power company when stuff like that happens, when, when the devil has turned the heat up and he's causing you to run off of half of your strength or half of your power, you've got to know how to call all the owner of the power company. Hello, somebody. And for the, yeah, you have to know your source and you have to know your source and, and you have to know that your source is God. Uh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, my source is God. My source is God. And, and that's what we're going to learn throughout this whole month is that, oh, when the devil has the heat up and he, he has you going off of have your power, oh, you've got to again know where the power source is from and you've got to call on that power to give you the strength that you need for such a, a time as this. And there's somebody here today, you, uh, you're going through, you're, you're only running off half power because of what the doctor said. You're running out of half power because of the situation that you're in uh, and you need deliverance but you're running off of half power. You, oh, oh, you may be in a marriage. Oh, and only one of you are practicing your Christianity and you're running off of half power. Oh, you may oh have somebody in your household that has a full check but your check is a half of a check and you're wondering how how are you going to make it through such a time as this? And God wants you to know, not only tonight, but for this whole month, that you better tap into the power in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor, you better tap into the power. 
in Jesus name I'm so glad that the that the author of Exodus uh, oh lets us know uh, really where the power company is lets us know where the source is uh, lets us know uh, that all we need uh, in this life uh, is we don't need men uh, even as my brother was sharing me oh with uh, two of his devotions this last week uh, about that that, that that God is setting on the side of, of the pool for 30 something years uh, oh and, and Jesus asked him if he wanted to be made well or whole again and, and the man said I don't have nobody to help me he, he was looking to men uh, but Jesus was right there standing right there the power source uh, oh they said the angel stared up uh, oh that water that pool but, but that man didn't realize that Jesus uh, was over the angels uh, that Jesus uh, was God himself uh, why look past Jesus to the angels uh, oh and that's what God is saying to somebody tonight you've been looking at men you've been looking at women you've been looking at your job you've been looking at everybody and everything except Jesus standing there before you oh looking at you and asking you crazy questions like do you want to be made whole and well again and tonight he's asking that same question and you saying your mind and your heart oh that's a dumb question no it's not a dumb question because you don't know who your power source is you're looking past him oh and God says tonight you better learn where to get your strength from in Jesus name say to your neighbor neighbor Oh, neighbor, you better learn tonight in Jesus' name. Oh, the author of Exodus says, hey, here is the power source. Oh, you're feeling weak tonight. You're feeling like you can't go on. You're feeling tired. You're feeling weary. You're feeling, you're feeling worn. You're feeling like nobody understands, that nobody cares for you. Oh, God says, wait a minute. Hold up, wait a minute. Let's put some God in this. In Jesus' Jesus name the Exodus the the, the writer of Exodus says what the Lord is my strength hello somebody the the Lord is my strength hello somebody not the pastor is my strength not my wife is my strength not my bank account is my strength not my children is my strength not my doctor is my strength not my police chief is my strength but what the Lord is my strength and that's why some of you don't have strength tonight because you don't know where your strength all comes from you don't you don't know oh when you're sitting beside the pool feeling sorry for yourself oh and then wanting to be healed oh but God says tonight hey hey hello hello hey look and me here I am hello somebody reminds me of of that young daughter the young daughter who wants to go shopping and ask her daddy oh daddy would you give me a hundred dollars to go shopping and and, and the little little girl oh looked at her daddy with her her big brown eyes and her daddy was about to give her a hundred dollars but the mama stepped in and said no 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 honey you don't you don't want daddy to give you a hundred dollars oh and she said but I want this hundred dollars I need this hundred dollars I want to go get what I can get with a hundred dollars but mama had to let her know no no you have your father come with us because I know he has much more than a hundred dollars hello somebody and God is saying tonight some of y'all have been begging for a hundred dollars from men but God is saying why don't you take a little walk with me when you take a little walk with me I can do more than what you want I, I can give you more strength than what you're trying to get I I have to let you know tonight who I am and I am your strength in Jesus name say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor the Lord is here's my strength Lord is my strength. He is my strength. I, I don't need nobody else. When the Lord is on my side, it's, it's, it's us. Oh, against the world. And guess what? When God is on your side, oh, you, you outnumber. He's, he's, he's better than the whole world against you. Hello, somebody. The Lord is my strength. 
Reminds me of what Psalms 18. Uh, oh, you need to go back and read this whole Psalms uh, 18. Uh, oh, I'm going to share one and two tonight. But the beginning of it says, he says, I, I sing to the Lord the, the, the part of that. I sing to the Lord the words of the songs that went to the Lord that delivered him from the hands of his enemies, from the hands of Saul. He said, I love you, oh Lord, my strength. He's somebody that had a testimony. He said, you delivered me from the hand of Saul. You remember Saul. Saul was the crazy man. Saul was the one that was after David. Oh, he, he tread him good, said, tread him good one moment and, and, and tried to kill him the next moment. He, oh, he was uh, uh, afraid of, of David's anointing. Oh, when he went out to war and came back, oh, they sung that song. Saul had sung, uh, had killed a thousand, but David sent thousand. And, and Saul became jealous and tried to kill the man of God. Here he is, a little shepherd boy that knows how to play an instrument. Oh, and then, oh, the king coming against him. That's like saying, oh, that President Barack Obama, his own, you are on his bad hit list. And all you know to do is to sing and, and praise the Lord. And, and, and he had the king, oh, after him. Him. He was uh, wanted. He was uh, oh the number one on, on Saul's hit list. Uh, but David said in and after it all, guess what? I love you, Lord, oh Lord, uh, my strength. Uh, and he loved him because he had a testimony. God had delivered him. And there's somebody here sitting tonight. God is reminding reminding you that uh, oh you're sitting beside that pool of the Thursday light. God ain't never done nothing for you. you. You have to think back and remember how God delivered you from your last tribulation, from your last trial. You're not a novice up in here and the devil got you thinking that God don't love you, that God has abandoned you, but the devil is a lie and he's a lie by your own testimony. He did it for you once and guess what? He can do it for you again in Jesus' name. Go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise up in here up in here you better remember what God did for you in your past oh in this circumstance at this time and you better praise him you better love him because he gave you the strength to make it through last time and guess what he's going to give you the strength to make it through this time in Jesus name because the Lord is my strength say to your neighbor again neighbor Oh, neighbor, the Lord is my strength. He's did it once, and he'll do it again. In Jesus' name, the Lord is my strength. That's what somebody needs to know tonight, that the Lord is my strength. But not only that, but you also have to know tonight that the Lord is my security. For the text went on to say, the Lord is my strength and my defense. Hello, somebody. And my defense. And I know I'm in football country. I had one of my members that had the nerve to come to our house yesterday wearing a Sooner shirt. Oh, I had to let him know that, hey, <laughs> I love you in the Lord, but... <laughs> You got to wear a proper attire over here. <laughs> but I know this is Sooner Country, and I know there's a lot of folk that know about football. As a matter of fact, you know what they say, that offense wins games, but what? Defense wins championships. Oh, let me say that again. They say that offense wins games, but defense wins championships. I remember back in my days there in Dallas, Texas, oh, I came from a high school by the name of South Oak Cliff High School, the, the Golden Bears. And I can remember when we were getting creamed on the field because we were pretty sorry my year coming out in high school. <laughs> but I can remember we had a song that we used to sing, oh, in the stands when it seems like, oh, that, that it was getting out of hand. Oh, we used to sing, the, the, the band used to start out with, brum, brum. Grump, 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 grump. 
And, and we began to sing, hold that line, defense, hold that line, hold that line, defense, hold that line, hold that start singing high, hold that line, we up there, hold that line, hold that line, then they'll go to school, but anyway, <laughs> but we knew the importance of defense, Oh, and I'm so glad that David, oh, in the text says, lets us know that in life, uh, we, he knows the importance of uh, defense. He, he knows the importance uh, of the Lord uh, putting a shield of protection around us. Uh, oh, because uh, if it had not been for the Lord on my side, oh, the devil would have done more than what he's already doing. Oh, but the Lord has had defense up. Uh, oh, and just like in Job's life, Job was so blessed because God's defense had him covered. The devil called it a hedge of protection that was put around him. And somebody better call on God to put up, to put up that hedge of protection. Somebody better call on God and ask God to hold that line, Lord. To hold that line. Hold that line, Lord. Hold that line. Hold that line, Lord. Hold that line when you think life is about to sweep you away when you think that you don't have any more strength you better pray and ask the Lord to hold that line Lord hold that line put your hands of protection up around me and keep me secure guard me in Jesus name say to your neighbor neighbor Oh, neighbor, I need God's defense. Oh, because that's the best kind of defense. Oh, and don't you know that if there was no defense in your life, uh, you wouldn't be alive today. Uh, oh, if there was no defense, the devil would have would have done much more than he already has. Uh, but God has uh, a defense up for you. And God said, well, you can do this, uh, but you can't do that. Uh, you can do this, uh, but you can't do that. Thank God. For the defense, thank God for security in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, thank the Lord for security. I used to wonder. I was a member at the Oakland Bible Fellowship there in Dallas, Texas, and also I noticed that E.K. Bailey had this same thing at his church. And some people from the outside didn't don't really know what's going on, and they. They see these men and they and these men that look like guards, these men that kind of look like secret service agents uh, around the pastor. And and some folk think that, that those men are there to, to stop them from getting to the pastor. But but what you don't know uh, is behind the scenes is that oh, both of these men have gotten death threats. You see, when, when God begins to work in some people's lives, uh, oh, uh, you can get in trouble as a preacher. You see, when you preach pure from the pulpit and you have members that are shacking up uh, and they decide to live like God said live and they go home and clean their house uh, or they can get mad at you for preaching the word uh, for preaching uh, 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 for preaching holiness uh, because of their of what they do as a result of hearing the word of God uh, and they can get mad at you I was reading in my personal devotion what happened. Well, Paul had a ministry there in Asia Minor. In Asia Minor, the word spread it so fast that, oh, that people were throwing away their idols, the idols. Uh, and, and they had a man there in Asia Minor that was so upset with Paul because folk uh, were throwing away those false idols. Uh, and then they started to attack Paul, the man of God, because people were doing what God said to do. Hello, somebody. And it can put you in some uh, precarious situations. And, and for those men, they have those guys around them, not to stop you from getting to them, but to stop a crazy person from getting to them. Like, like in the instance of Dr. Martin Luther King. Hello, somebody. Remember, he got, he got stabbed in, in New York, I believe. Yes. Oh. But that's his security. 
We know also about President Barack Obama. President Barack Obama really have real security. Oh, the, 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 I believe they're called CIA agents. All secret service. That's right. Secret service. And secret service are the ones that protect the president. As a matter of fact, they go before the president. Everywhere he goes, they, they have an advanced team that goes before him to, to make sure that he gets into a place that's safe. As a matter of fact, they have uh, advanced teams not only oh, to make sure the site is secure but to make sure the people are secure so if you ever get in a place where you can meet the president you probably have gone through some background checks because they want to make sure that nobody gets to him and he's been he's the one that's been threatened the most I don't know why he's been threatened the most of most presidents well we all know why he's been threatened the most but we ain't gonna get into that but he has all those agents as his security hello somebody but we do know that men, when you look to men, though, you know, you, you let them do their job, but you better still look to God. Hello, somebody better ask President oh, Reagan what happens. Hello, somebody. You can have men whose job is to take the bullet for you and they still miss. And you can't depend on men like you depend on God. Hello, somebody. I believe the Bible says you better know how to pray. You better know how to watch the city and pray at the same time. Hello, somebody. But God, yeah, watch and pray. But God is, guess what? Your defense. Hello, somebody. And guess what? The devil can't touch you unless God gives him permission. Woo. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. The, the, the devil can't get to you. But you said, preacher, you don't know what's going on in my life. I do know what's going on. And guess what? What's going on, God permitted it. So you don't have to be mad at anybody else. But at God. And because he permitted it, he he felt that you could handle it. Ooh, that's deep, isn't it? Because he wants to get glory from your life. Hello, somebody. And that's what we're talking about this whole month, about making him known through strength because sometimes, oh, God does put down his defense, but he put down his defense, not that the devil, so that the devil can destroy you, but so that he can get glory from your life. Hello, somebody. And that's why we learned Sunday that God tells us to suffer hardship with him, with him or for him. Join, Paul said, join me or join us in suffering. Because, the, yeah, endure hardness. Oh, because when you do it for the Lord, you give him glory. And people look at your life and they see the God in you. I, I can remember. I had a Southwestern Theological uh, professor. Actually, he was dean of the School of Theology. And he got cancer. And man, that guy wore his cancer like it was a crown. And he glorified God in his dying. Hello, somebody. I, I can remember E.K. Dr. E.K. Bailey was the same way. He he died of cancer, but 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 when you got around him, you never knew that he had cancer. We we'd go visit him in the hospital, and and he'd end up encouraging us as opposed to us encouraging him. Hello, somebody. And God got glory from his life. He, he, he gave God glory in the midst of all of his heartaches, in the midst of all of his pains. And God was glorified. What you need to know tonight that God is your defense. You, you think the devil has done something to you? Think what would happen if God wouldn't have oh, held him back, wouldn't have restrained him. Hello, somebody. And, and he's restraining some folk in your life and some things in your life. And that which he allows, he wants to get glory. But I'm so glad to, that God is my defense. The psalmist goes on to say in uh, Psalms 18 to the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. 
Oh, my God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He's my defense. He's my fortress. He's my refuge. And he goes on to say he is my shield. Hello, somebody. Oh, you thought, oh, you're going through some stuff, but you really would have been going through some stuff had not God held the devil back. Oh, he says he is my shield and my horn, the horn of my salvation and my stronghold and you need to know that God is your security God is your defense you've got to know how to run into him you see when you know that he's your strength you know where to run when times get hard you know where to run you run oh to the God of your fortress you run to your deliverer you run to your rock you run run to your refuge. You run to your shield. You run to your stronghold, which is God in Jesus' name. I'm oh so glad that I can pray tonight, Lord. Hold, hold that line. Defense. Hold, hold, Lord, hold that line. I don't know if I can take anymore, Lord. Hold that line. I, I thank you, Lord, for the good in my life. And I thank you, Lord, for the bad. But, Lord, to hold the line. Be my defense. Be my security. Lord, to go before me like the secret agents. Oh, you got your own. Oh, secret servant agents. They're called angels. And the Bible tells us that he can send his angels before us and make the rough places smooth. Uh, they can shatter the doors of bronze. Uh, they can cut through the iron bars. Uh, oh, and they can give you the treasures hidden in secret places that you may know that it is him who calls you by name. Hello, somebody. Some people say that a good offense is a good defense. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And Lord is your strength tonight. And the Lord is your security. But not only that, but the Lord is your salvation. He goes on to say, the Lord is my strength and my defense. And he has become my salvation. I'm also glad that the Lord can give me strength when I need strength. I'm so glad that the Lord can protect me when I need protecting. But I'm also glad that the Lord is my salvation. I'm so glad that the Lord can deliver me. You see, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get myself in some messed up places. Oh, and sometimes, oh, it seems like God put me in some messed up places. But most of the time it's because I put myself in some messed up places. And I can be like the children of Israel and, and God put them in a messed up place. Oh, when God told uh, Moses, uh, oh, to speak to Pharaoh uh, and tell Pharaoh uh, to let his people go. Uh, oh, and God put him in a mess up place uh, because God to harden uh, the heart of Pharaoh. Uh, and as a result, uh, oh, Pharaoh's heart, uh, oh, became hardened and he caused uh, trouble to come into their lives. Uh, they were to make brick. Uh, oh, but then um, Pharaoh got so upset he said y'all gotta make bricks but you're gonna have to make bricks now oh without straw which was really impossible they went from having to make a certain number of bricks oh and Pharaoh would provide them what they needed to make those bricks to not being able to have the resources that they needed to make those bricks and they and things got harder on them before it got better. Oh, uh, Pharaoh came down on him. Uh, oh, 
Oh, like I come down on a cockroach. You see, I don't have any compassion when I see a cockroach. If I see a cockroach in my house, I know I got to kill that first one because they don't die. They multiply. Hello, somebody. And you see one, you better get him because if you don't get him, he's going to move in and bring his family, his cousin, Ray Ray Nim, and everybody going to move in on you. So when I see a cockroach, I got to thump the cockroach. I got to get him. And he may start flying. I be waving, flying, and kicking up in the wall. You got to stop the cockroach. And that's how Pharaoh came down on the children of Egypt. Oh, like they were cockroaches. And they got in trouble. Oh, and just when they thought that they were about to be delivered. Oh, Pharaoh finally let them go to go worship. Oh, but, oh, but Pharaoh changed his mind. And guess what? They got in between what we say in our hearts. Day and time, a rock uh, in a hard place. Uh, oh, and Pharaoh's army came uh, attacking him. They had two army ranges or uh, 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 mountain ranges on every side of them. Uh, and then they had uh, the Red Sea in front of him. Uh, oh, they were about to be annihilated. They were about to be sunk on. Uh, but I'm so glad uh, that God uh, is uh, our salvation. God is uh, our deliverer. And and guess what? He made a way out of no way. The old folk used to say it all the time. He can make a way out of no way from this set. Oh, he made a highway in the midst of a sea. And God is that same God today. There's somebody that's concerned. There's somebody hemmed up. There's somebody, listen, between a rock and a hard place. You don't know how you're going to make it through. It looks like uh, the devil is about to destroy you. It looks like uh, that there's no way out. Uh, It looks like uh, that there is no deliverer. But God sent me here tonight uh, to remind you that he's still, oh, the Lord uh, of your salvation. He can save your soul and he can save your hide too. uh, In Jesus' name, I said he can save your soul uh, and he can save your hide too. uh, In Jesus' name, Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God is my salvation. Then whom shall I fear? Hello, somebody. Whom shall I fear? God is bigger than a court system. Whom shall I fear? God is bigger. Oh, the, the old folk used to say he's a lawyer in a courtroom, a doctor in an operating room. He is uh, everything that you need. He's still that same God today. The God of my salvation in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's the God of my salvation. Had this to say to Moses. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. What did he say? Did he say run and hide? No, he didn't tell him to go run and hide. He didn't go tell him to be like chicken little and run around like the sky is falling. Oh, he told him to do what? Stand firm. Hello, somebody. Somebody just got the word from the Lord right there. Stand firm. Hello. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, stand firm. And right now, because some people are not good at hearing a loud voice, I want you to whisper it to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, oh, neighbor, stand firm. Stand firm, Moses said. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance. Hello, somebody. You will see the deliverance. Hello, somebody. You will see the deliverance. Hello, somebody. Somebody came here tonight wanting deliverance from the Lord. And God has met you right where you are right now. Oh, you may be here in the sanctuary listening at the sound of my voice. And God has already told you how you're going to be delivered. He tells you to stand firm and see the deliverance of who? The Lord. Hello somebody. 
He didn't say you're going to see the deliverance of Barack Obama. Hello, somebody. He didn't say you're going to see the deliverance of your doctor. He didn't say you're going to see the deliverance of your lawyer. He didn't say you're going to see the deliverance of your bank account. He says, stand firm. I'm still on the throne. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance of the Lord in Jesus' name. Is there anybody here need deliverance? If you need deliverance, why don't you raise your hand and say, Lord, I, I need raise your hand like an antenna oh so you can hear better raise your hand like an antenna and say Lord I need your deliverance oh Lord I need your deliverance oh Lord I need your deliverance oh the old folk used to sing I need the old boy I wish I could sing sometime <laughs> I need the old Say stick with your gear, stick with your gear. <laughs> Every hour, I'm easy. Oh, bless me now, oh gentle Savior. I come. Ooh, I guess I to. I can remember my grandmama right before she began to pray. She used to sing that song and, and she would begin to pray. She would begin to pour out her heart. Nobody prayed like my grandmama prayed. And she would scream and cry out to the Lord. Oh, and she would be singing that song. Oh, I need you, Lord. Hello, somebody, because she knew who her deliverance was. I need thee, Lord. She knew who her strength was. I need thee, Lord. She knew who her security was. I need thee, Lord. She knew who her salvation was. I need thee. Hello, somebody. I need thee. He said, see the deliverance the Lord will bring you. You ain't going to have to wait. Oh, I'm going to bring this to you today. Hello, somebody. Somebody ought to say, today. today. Hello, somebody. Oh, you know, I love Christmas, but if I could get my gifts, I would take them today. Hello, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to wait. Oh, I want it, I want it today. Oh, somebody here today, God says, uh, I've just made a difference in your life, uh, and you won't have to wait till tomorrow. I've just dispatched some angels on your behalf, and you won't have to wait till tomorrow. Oh, stand firm, uh, and you're going to see the deliverance of the Lord, and you're going to see it today. But you say, oh, preacher, it's late in the day. But guess what? It's not too late for the Lord. The old folk used to say, he may not come when you want him, but he's always on time. Is there anybody want to see a move from the Lord today? Oh, he said, in this case, today. Hello, somebody. Deliverance is going to come today. Healing is going to come today. Finances is going to come today. Oh, what you need is going to come today. And then he says that your biggest threat, hello somebody, a credible threat, the Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Wow, that is deep. You're talking about a whole military nation. Hello somebody. Hello, somebody. One of the greatest powers on planet Earth. Everybody's scared of China now. Oh, and it's like saying you ain't going to see whole China tomorrow. Hello, somebody. Because God is going to deliver you today. Hello, somebody. You think that God, if God can take care of nations and wipe them off, do you think he can handle the problems you're going through right now? Hello, somebody. You think he can handle it right now, today? Oh, it, it don't have to be a nation, Lord. I don't, I just, I don't need you to move a nation. Just, just move. Oh, that one person. <laughs> move that boss. Move that creditor. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Wow, what a promise. So don't be afraid. Stand firm, church. Don't be afraid. 
Because you're going to see the deliverance of the Lord. Don't be afraid. And he can bring it to you, not tomorrow, but today. Oh, I can imagine that must have been the way the, oh, the, uh, the slaves felt on that day of, of the Emancipation Proclamation. Oh, they were set free. Hello, somebody. But some of you like them Texas slaves. You didn't hear. Is that you, 19? <laughs> oh, no, you better listen up. You better get God's email. <laughs> you ain't got to wait six months from now. Hello, somebody. You better hear what thus says the Lord to you, to your spirit, and you better grab hold of it, and you better believe it by faith in Jesus' name. Today, her life can be changed. Hello, somebody. So we ought to leave this place expecting God to move to today. Oh, answer your phone when you leave here today. You better, and, and when God gives you a testimony, and if he does, if he delivers you today, you better tell the testimony Sunday. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. If he heals you today. You better let somebody know tomorrow, as a matter of fact. You might need to let them know, oh, when it happens. Because some of you know how to Facebook and tweet. If he moves at 8 o'clock, you better tweet at 8.01. Say, thank you, Lord, for your salvation. Hello, somebody. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. And I'm so glad that I serve a God. I serve a God who is my strength. I serve a God who is my security. And I serve a God who is my salvation. Not just my soul salvation. But he's going to save my hide. Hello somebody. (laughs) If you know that you have that kind of God. That will make it easy to pray. Because you'll call on him. And you'll believe that he can. And we're going to pause right now. We're going to pray unto the Lord. Some may be led to pray out loud. And if that's you and you're moved to do so, don't worry about anybody else around you. Just talk to God out loud. I can remember I used to be afraid to pray at Grandmama Nim's prayer meeting. Because Grandmama Nim really knew how to pray. But one morning, the Lord just laid it upon my heart just to pray. And I I was so proud of myself being able to pray in that meeting. But the key is, is is you can't call out like grandmama, call out like you. Hello, somebody. Just tell him about it. And many times, one of the things that sometimes I don't like about me is that is that I, I pray I don't I don't sound like a new believer when you hear a new believer pray it's like it's just they just, they just have a sincere heart and it might be the whisper of that new believer that God needs to hear tonight hello somebody the whisper of that person that don't normally pray and, 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 and he's ready to hear and listen and deliver and you could be the key to revival in this church, you could be the key to revival in your own life. So if the Lord moves you to pray, remember you don't have to be a professional. All you just have to do is talk to the Lord. Hello, somebody. Shall we pray? Father God, I come tonight. Lord, just want to thank you and to praise your holy name for you're truly worthy to be praised. You're worthy of glory, honor, power, dominion, and might forever and ever and ever, Father. And we come tonight, Lord, many barely made it here tonight. They barely made it, Lord, through the heat. They barely made it through the heat of their trials and tribulations, Father, but you enabled them to come tonight, and I believe, Father, that you spoke to somebody tonight. Whether they're in this sanctuary or away from this sanctuary, 
you have spoken tonight and you have given good news, Lord. Good news into which we can anchor our whole lives off of, Father. Father, you told us tonight that you are our strength. And as somebody listening at the sound of my voice when they first came here, Lord, they, they had no strength. But when they heard your word, they, they got your strength, Father. And they thought here and came here thinking that they were barely making it, but leaving here, Father, on fire for the Lord because you are their strength and you have strengthened them tonight. You have given them the power that they need to make it through such a time as this. And we thank you, Father. And we glory in you tonight that you're the God of our strength. Father, also, Lord, you've spoken tonight to those of us who, who need your defense. For it seems like the devil has been footloose and fancy free in our lives. And, and he's gotten behind the line of defense, Father. But, but we call on you, Father, to, that you would hold that line in our lives, Father. In Jesus' name, that you will protect us, Lord, from the devil's influence in our lives, Father, that, that you will protect him, Father, from stealing and killing and destroying in our lives, Father, that you would, uh, oh, Father, that you would be our security, Father, whether you're holding the line or whether you're sending angels before us and, and making a way out of no way, Father, going before us, Lord, as we pray, Lord, you dispatch your angels, Lord. Father, that you would guard every step that we take, Father. In Jesus' name, Father, be our security, be our defense, be our protection, be our rock, be our whole refuge, be our stronghold, Father, that we may be able to run into you in such a time as this, Lord. In Jesus' name, because we do need thee, Father. Not only that, Father, we come tonight and this, some have come tonight, Lord, and they, they need you, Father, to be our salvation, Father. Father, you, you saved us to, that we might be able to serve you, Father, but the devil's trying to take us out and don't want us to, to be able to serve you, and he's trying to take us out, and he's putting us in places where we can't get out, Father. He's hemmed us up. Uh, he's shut us in, Father. He's, he's trapped us, Father, and it seems, Lord, that there is no way out, Father. He's put us uh, in temptation, Lord, and it, it seems like that there's no way out, Father, but your word tells us that, oh, there's no temptation that has overtaken us, but, Father, that you'll give us a way of escape, Father. Show us, Father, that way of escape, Father, that you may be the Lord of our salvation, Father. Oh, make oh a highway in the middle of the sea, Father, when we're trapped, when we're hemmed up. We need a miracle, Father, to get us out of this one, Lord, in Jesus' name. But I'm so glad, Father, to hear tonight that you're still a miracle-making God. I'm so glad, Father, to, to hear, Father, that you still have the power to make a way out of no way, Father. And therefore, Father, we can look to you, Father, tonight, even in our impossibilities. Some of us, oh, seems like it's impossible, but I, I'm so glad that Jesus, oh, let us know that all things are possible with God. I'm so glad, Lord, that Jesus let us know that it may be impossible for men, but all things are possible with God. I'm so glad, Lord, that Jesus even made an appearance oh, beside oh, the Bethesda pool, Father. Some of us was looking to that pool for deliverance, but Jesus is asking us, do we want to be saved? Do we want to be made whole? Stop looking to the pools in our lives, Father. Enable us to do this and just to look to you, Father. Help us to, to look to you, Father, because your word says that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything that we asked or can imagine, Father. In other words, Lord, you say you can blow our minds, Lord. 
blow our minds, Father, with your salvation. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only Son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins, was buried, and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, 
just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, State of the Arts Build, a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.